Well, hello there. Come on in. Have a seat. Enjoy a beverage. And welcome to the Martini. Hey, hey, you're back. Back for another amazing Friday. This is my favorite time of the week. And so many others. I know. So many others. (laughs) Um, What's another favorite time of your week? Wow. I can't believe this isn't your favorite time of the week. To sit across the table from your greatest friend, (laughs) the most perfect person in the world, and to laugh. This is what's funny. (laughs) Which Facebook reminded me today. Oh, yes. Even though we've known each other like a month longer or whatever. But Facebook doesn't catch up until now that it's our friend anniversary. It is our friend anniversary. And it's only four years, though. And I was like, no. I know. That's not right. Every year it comes around, I'm like, um... I oh, feel like it has 40? it wrong. For, 40. Yeah. 40 what? years? Longer than I've been alive? Are yes. You sure? Absolutely. It has been. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. yeah. It's been a very, yeah. very long time. Although, you know, I wish you could pick the pictures that Facebook put in there put in there because the little video, I'm like, that's cute. But, like, I would have picked a better vi- picture. Well, all I kept yeah. thinking when I'm looking at it is we have so many more exciting yes. pictures Why than that. Why did you pick that? Yeah. I mean, what? like, thanks for the reminder, but wow. I know. They're not... They yeah, are not, they're not the best. They're not no. the topest. And we have 800 quality. pictures they could choose from. We Fuck, have so I know. many. We have so fucking many pictures. <laughs> it's the best. People, we love selfies. What? I, what can you say? I know. No. God, but it was funny. No Everybody's always so control. shocked. No. Oh, someone said. Okay. Wait, who was it? Maria. Ooh, let's hear it. What did she say? We are. Hmm. We are the definition of true friendship. Oh. This is what's funny. Okay. Today. Why? This is what's funny. Here, I'm actually gonna find the comment because what's funny about it, yeah, is how she uh, wrote this down. Okay. Which, I, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm excited to hear this now. I'm I nervous know. almost. I don't know. No, I don't know. Okay. So, you two define true friendship, but she put friendship in quotes, and I'm like, friendship in quotes. What does that mean? What is <laughs> what? Is, not real. You friendship? two defied true friendship. friendship. Oh, wink, what, wink. Yeah, what, what is that? That was hilarious. It could just be Maria. But friendship. Yes, you know. Well, I don't know. And I, we do. I do way. have to say our friendship is not um, strictly orthodox. <laughs> no, it is not typical. Um, Definitely not. not. very atypical. We don't um, like to play by rules. Yeah, rules. I don't know what those are. No. Um, no the fact that we no. talk. The things we talk about sometimes. Oh. I'm like, I know friends talk about stuff, but this is not something <laughs> that friends typically talk Listen, there's a lot. There's a lot. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> don't it's don't move the, the, the curtain back unless you really. I know. <gasps> yeah. Unless you're all in. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a lot of shit there's over a, here. I know. I know. There is a lot of shit. I but know. there's also a lot of like. Um, the opposite of shit. It's fun well, a lot of shit stuff. as there's in a lot, lot of good stuff. stuff. Not okay. a lot of shit. Well, there's a lot of shit, But a lot of too, shit. There's oh, a lot yeah. of shit. Oh, it's there's very everything. equal. It's, it's, very, it's, it's a, a very colorful <laughs> closet. Is it you? <laughs> so. It is. It is that. There I you know. have it. <laughs> and then, of course, I wrote a beautiful soliloquy. Oh, yeah. I did. It was yeah. good. Because that's what I'm good at. Soliloquies. That's what I'm going to call it. Oh, a soliloquy. beautiful soliloquy. Watch out. It's coming back for you. Sergey's gonna do the next ooh, one. Ooh, it's gonna ooh. be good. It's, it's gonna be so, good. So good. Um, you did a thing. We did a <gasps> thing. But you did a thing <sighs> that we did together. Like, that was a thing. That people are still shocked. That people are still shocked. Shocked. Um, do you? Some I'll, of the I'll let you. I'll let you take this one on. I'm so, proud of you for doing okay, it. Okay. So first of all, we love to yeah. hike. Uh, absolutely. You have always loved to hike. Yeah, I have discovered this over the past year. My blood. It's so fun to go outside, yeah. and you feel so accomplished when you're doing these things. And so, okay. everybody knows if you watched our Facebook that yeah. a few weeks ago we went to Coeur d'Alene right. and we did a three and a half mile hike, and it was beautiful, absolutely gorgeous. That's great. There it was, was a amazing. little mine shaft yeah. cave thing we could go into, it, a little quote unquote 
cabin. Yes, it was uh, not a. No, was, I don't know why they call that a, a cabin. Ca- That's a cabin. called a picnic shelter. It was a picnic shelter. <laughs> Thank you. It had a picnic table underneath it, and yes. that's it. That's not yeah, a cabin. I don't think this isn't a cabin. Oh, Even though God. they, you can put a plaque on something, it doesn't make it what it says. <laughs> <laughs> put a, I put a wear... plaque on our on our house mansion. <laughs> yes, exactly. I, I can that. wear a name tag that says Brad Pitt. It doesn't make me <laughs> no. Brad Pitt. Yeah. If it does, I'm gonna go get a name tag. There you go. Right now. Oh wow. It's gonna, I right. know, right? Easy. So we do that, and I said to you, uh-huh. "Oh my God, you know what would be really great? Yeah, is if we push it even more because I'm I'm doing, yeah, better, you're doing better great. You're doing awesome. And you're like, oh, you get out your book, and, and I do by the have way, a book. P.S. I I had so much fun at the Coraline hike that I wrote an article about it. <laughs> so go. Read so it you out. and our pictures are all over. Anyways, go check it out. BearWorldMagazine.com. Anyways, um, <laughs> but because of that, I was like, oh, right. let's let's push. Right. Let's push it. And you're like, sure. I have the perfect idea. It was perfect. Get the book out. Yeah. Oh my god. No. It'll be and we you you're really good because you're like doing your research and you look at yes. the level. Yes. How, is it moderate? Is it too hard? Because mm-hmm. we know you can do those, but we don't want to kill John. Yeah, we don't want to kill him. No. So. We pick a mountain. Yeah, Mount Abercrombie. Matt Amber- Mount Abercrombie. Uh, Abercrombie. Abercrombie. Shirtless men everywhere. Everywhere. They are all about twenty-ish mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. built. Yeah, and they actually carry you <laughs> up the mountain, and that's right, it's it. A it's very a be- easy. This is why I chose it. <laughs> it's a very easy hike. It yeah. really is. No, so no, you're right. It's yeah. called Mount Abercrombie, and so we were excited mm-hmm. because it was going to be a seven-mile hike. Round trip, right? The whole three thing. Three and a half up, three and a half down, and you can see Canada from the top. Yes, thank you. It's going to yep. be beautiful, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we go. And what we found out was we're heading to where it says, GPS yep. says, the trailhead is, and we run into snow. snow a ton yeah. of it. Like in my Prius, in does not car. have winter car winter no. tires yet because down here in normal land, it is exactly. still not snowing. Exactly. We had rain. So it, it's snowy and listen, as fuck. This isn't a there. tiny bit of snow. No, there's a lot oh, of snow. It's, yeah, my car's like spinning out. Yes, your it's car a narrow is road, oh. and I have to drive backwards to a turnout. Fuck, I couldn't do that. No. Nope. Yeah, to turn around <laughs> because I was like, there's no way. No. And it was probably the scariest five minutes of my life. <gasps> For real, because like, the car oh, would keep deciding to yes, do its own thing. And I would break, but you know yeah. how breaking on snow works? Is your car's just like, no, I'm going to skid. <laughs> and you're like, right? there's no room to skid. This and is a mountain road. Drops no room. Yeah, it's like a cliff. You will die. Yeah, there's. There might be a tree to stop you, but that's maybe. It. Oh, it was yeah, terrifying. right. It'll yeah. stop you and stop your life. It's yeah, that. Right. It, it, yeah, and we know. keep running into hunters who look at us like <laughs> they're, they're coming big down. Fucking trucks, yeah. like four wheel drive, the double wides. They're just like, yep. who the fuck? They are these look guys? at us in the Prius. They're just like, what are you I know, doing? Yeah. I bet they're also kind of impressed. Yeah, because <gasps> what other Prius they? drivers has the balls to do exactly. that? The oh. only reason this Prius driver That's did right. is because we had no idea that that was coming. Because finally, like you said, right. we decide, well, we can't turn around, yeah. so you're going to have to back up. And yeah. I oh am God. terrified oh, at no. what's happening, so I just get out of the car and I say, I, love- I, will, I will meet you down there. Mm-hmm. I love that you're <laughs> such a friend that you're like, listen. I'm not going to die I'm with going you. To- <laughs> <laughs> I would. No, I would see, hope you would. You at least. need me okay. outside so I can save you if you, you know, go down. I really, really wish that that was the reason that you did that. Yeah, it was. Unfortunately, it's totally it true. It's true. Plus, I had to pee, so I had okay. to go into right. the mountain and pee. I know. It had <laughs> In, to happen. Into the mountain. Into mm-hmm. it. Just right yeah. into it. Into the mine shaft. So right. what do we do? We have to go down. We have to find a different trailhead. Yeah. To get right. to Abercrombie. So we find a different trailhead. And the, we get to the bottom of it. We're like, oh, yeah, let's hike this. Um, yeah, it'll be Not fine. realizing that it's going to be like a 12-mile 12 12 trip. 12 miles. So. I, want, I would like everybody to just breathe yeah. and stop yeah. and, and mm-hmm. take that in. 
12 miles. And listen, this isn't 12 miles down the road. No. This is 12 miles up a mountain. Up. Yeah. This is uphill. Up a mountain. Yeah. Yes, it, it you're right. You're right. Uphill. And I drive less than seven miles to work. I yes. want to tell you that, that me going to work and back is still not 12 miles. Exactly. Isn't That's that how long crazy? that was. Yeah. But what do we do? Because we're awesome. We're like, oh, we'll just do it. It's fine. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny because I'm like, Jonathan, do you, it's it's 12 miles. Do you want to do it? You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. Let's do, do it. it. Well, <laughs> oh, about oh, six miles later, five and a half miles, it, get, it got rough. It got it real. Got, yeah, it got real. <laughs> well, and, the, and part of it is that, you know that part about the trailhead being snowed over? Well, we get up to that part where yeah, the trailhead meets the other one. It's and like they combine you went into blah, Narnia. Blah, blah. It's, yeah, there it is. It's snow. Oh. It's right snow. there. It's like, ooh, probably well, a foot And deep. what was really weird is as you're climbing up this mountain, mm-hmm. there's a lot of switchbacks. And yeah. as you're going up, you can see where things start changing. Yeah, like the like, forest oh. all of a sudden is looking kind of like no color and drab. Yeah, yeah. We see huge moose prints. Oh, Gigantic shoot. moose. There and was then a gigantic we get moose. into the actual snow. I mean, it was like, <laughs> a, I felt like we were in Lord of the Rings. I did. Mm. And then I heard the moose mm-hmm. because they make, before they do the big like honking noise they do they do this little kind of honking uh, they do this a is honking. very yeah, i don't know what it is. <laughs> that is yeah, my move um, out of the way beep beep no, oh. that, my impression of moose. that is not a moose that's not right? a fucking moose <laughs> i think it was they called, do a, a bugle is yeah that what something it is? like that a bugle? and then know. they have this little they start if they're not going to do that they start this this little chewbacca thing mm-hmm. so Can you do that I, one no i'm not good at though <laughs> I don't know. It's a bird. <laughs> it's a pigeon in there. So Jonathan thought a moose was a pigeon. True. Well, we heard it. We're like, we should probably fucking move fast. Yeah, oh, we did. Because you fast. don't want to do that. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. But we did. Did it? Turn around and just barely made it before dark. Yeah. To the end thing. Yeah. We did the whole thing. And then for the next two days, <laughs> Sergey would have to climb up the stairs. No, he would crawl up the I stairs. I did crawl up the stairs. And for two days, I couldn't walk. And at work, no. I'm trying to pretend no. like I can walk. Right. And they're all like, you, what is wrong with you? You know what? <laughs> I, will, I have to say this, though. Um, the next day at work, which was stupid of us to have to go to work the next it day. Was. Yeah, it was. It's fine. Yeah. Um, no one said a thing to me about me walking weird. And I know I was kind of like, I was my hip, mm, you it was kind of rigid. You know why? Yeah, because they thought I took it up the ass. Yes, they did. They're like, that's oh, fine. he got fucked last night. That's fine. Night. That's, that's all fine. that happened. That's I fine. was hoping people would think that about me. <laughs> but this is what I. This is what gets me that mm-hmm. I'm like, so people so shocked, right? Yeah. Oh my god, you did what? They're not shocked about you. That this is what I get all the time. Oh well, Sergey's probably doing pretty good. He's so athletic. <laughs> and which which the understate okay. is well, you're so out of shape. How are you alive? <laughs> How did you even breathe? But listen, it's so guys, funny. Listen. But, so I love yeah. to tell them that you crawled up the stairs. I did. Yeah, hey, look, I mean, I I believe that both of us were were oh, very fuck, hurt. Yeah. So, yeah. No, it, I mean, twelve miles unconditioned. But like, listen, we did twelve on. miles though, so. What That's up? That's what's up, bitch. We got our reward. I fucking love that. Cookies. Oh yeah, we, we make cookies. cookies. So what we've decided is, and this is what my coworker Jan yeah. said to me: maybe don't go from three and a half miles to twelve. Okay. Maybe find a five six. And I'm like, well, we would we have. Did. We did. <laughs> yeah. We found the six mile. Yeah. It just never worked. Exactly. Oh like, my god. We, that was our that plan. Was the plan. Yeah. That was the plan. I feel like when people think that, oh, you guys jumped from three to twelve. No, yeah. well, that was no, not. That no. wasn't that. No, this was a and side plan. You don't drive two hours to Colville, Washington, and then go turn around. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in retrospect, though, I do realize that we could have just parked somewhere where it was drier on that same road, and then. 
hike and it would have added that maybe a mile. I didn't think about because when you told me on the hike, well, we, we should have just parked. Park I thought there, you met in the snow, and I was like, no. But by no, no, you no. Know, no, by like the time a, you're up there, your brain doesn't work exactly. anymore. Exactly. Like a little further down, like yeah. where that dry switchback exactly. was before the snow started. We could have parked right there on a pull-off. There's enough area. Yeah. It's fine. We it. know next I hate time. pulling out. I mean, what? What are we talking about? <laughs> okay. Well, here's the thing. Okay, so we did that. Okay. But we are also super busy mm-hmm. in fun ways. Because mm-hmm. uh, what are we doing mm-hmm. this weekend? Um, well, we're hosting. Um, so Odyssey's Youth, which is the uh, Youth LGBT Center here. Yes, in Odyssey Youth Movement. Odyssey C- yes, exactly. And so they're doing their uh, annual masquerade. Masquerade. I love da, it. Da, 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 so good. Masquerade. So good. Anyways, that's not what they're doing. But they no, are doing a, a masquerade superhero thing. So yeah. we're, uh, of course, going to be uh, the MC. We are. Yeah. They came to us and said, how about you? You guys will be a lot of fun. Do you mm-hmm. want to do this? I'm like, yes, we will. Because we will be we fun. are. So we've got all of our yeah. superhero shit together. We do, and and we're gonna go host that. It's and gonna then be so much fun. The week after that, we're gonna host Best in Spokane. Yeah, and, and then we're, that, we're teaching we're gonna, a class. We're gonna teach a class to a bunch of leaders. You guys, listen. I mean, do we do stuff? Listen. I don't know. I don't no, know. No, Maybe. not at all. Oh, and then we're throwing a party. <laughs> we're just, we're, we don't, don't remind. I can't look at my schedule right now because I'm like, they're like, hey, what weekend do you have free? I'm like, mm, next mm. year. Right? Or Everybody, what? all of my friends are like, why are you doing I'm like, no, 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 you have to do that. You have <laughs> this to. is how this you is do how this. it works. Yeah. This, this is, is how you do it. You got to keep out there. This is how you do it. I know. We've got to go get fitted for tuxes. That's how it works. Which yeah. I always love because I I, it always reminds me how fat I am. Yeah. So <laughs> super excited for that. Oh, my God. And it's always the hot guy there that has to mm-hmm. measure me. And I'm like, at least he's hugging me. That's so, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And, and the inseam, you're like, oh. I know. What are you? I'm like, what's up there? A little higher. You can stay there you have to measure that exactly <laughs> mm, um, I got something else for you to measure but speaking of people who do things and <gasps> are so busy and never stop and blah never blah blah is so much. That's, it's how you do it you you just create and you are constantly yeah. engaged we did um we had a so we had our friend david l jacobs he's on the show you, you guys know, know he's our sex therapist he came he's into been town on. a little bit ago and we yeah. recorded an interview with him we got to go first we of all got we to spent a lot of time with him i know which was fun we went to coffee twice and yeah. yeah so we just hung out at a coffee shop and said mm-hmm. we should probably just record an interview right because that'd be fun because why not I know. why the hell not and i think it turned out pretty good i think so so you get him in a relaxed way you do i know here it is so here you go so we are here with our good friend, Damon L. Jacobs, actually in the flesh. In, in, the, in flesh. the flesh. He's here. You're in a person. real boy. Right? right? Not on boy. the phone. I know. Which I didn't know that him. Damon was actually real. I know. It's always been we look at a picture and then hear <laughs> yeah, his voice. Been there. Yeah. there he is. Some would the, say I'm surreal. You, so, you yes, are very but, surreal. Yeah, I'm real. <laughs> what's kind of fun about this is we're sitting in Spokane proper, yeah. uh, which the, the listeners know Spokane, Washington is where we, where we air from. In a nice little coffee shop. Yeah. It's wonderful. Right outside on the patio. Leaves are turning into fall colors. It is right? beautiful yeah. here. It is really beautiful. Proof Aww. that we actually like each other. I know. Yeah. Yeah. We actually hung yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. survived. Now, yeah. is there an improper Spokane? Is there? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. There are many. <laughs> We're going to have to <laughs> look into that. Many parts of Spokane. <laughs> yeah. I want to see, see the proper <laughs> and the improper. Uh, Trust, you, you don't want to see yeah. the improper. No, you definitely don't. I've seen some of it last night, maybe. Yes. You might have done that but what's so exciting about having you here is not only everybody knows you're our our sex and relationship therapist um on the martini lounge and have been 
friends with us yes. for like two years. Yes. Um, so to have you in person, we're going to do some things a little different because you're here with mm-hmm. us. Um, yeah. We're not, and sorry to the people who write in, we're not taking questions today other than from us. But keep writing we, in because we will always write in. Oh, yeah. because they're so much yes. fun. People yeah, we will enjoy be that. Yeah, and we will be. But future. let's get, you know, to know Damon yeah. a little more. First, can we start, first of all, by mentioning uh, what everybody already knows about you, but what brought you to Spokane? You! Other than the amazing uh, yeah. that, oh. is, that is the, the boys. <laughs> Top it. Of course. Oh, interview done. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that's it. <laughs> well, I, I love you guys. I really us. wanted to see, you know, I love your energy yeah. on the phone, oh. and I think that translates on air, and mm-hmm. I also wanted to be in that energy yeah. and, and be here with you. Oh um, I also had an opportunity last night to spe- um, Grant Ogren um, yes. through Spokane, Spokane, <laughs> I said that. I'm so However, sorry. you spoke on H Network. Yeah, uh, was offended. able to do a community <laughs> event to talk about prep, mm-hmm. to talk about um, undetectable and the news, and all of these major mm-hmm. innovations towards HIV right. prevention and more pleasurable lives and pleasurable sex. And um, thanks to Grant, I was able to speak about that here. And we yes. had a pretty good turnout, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So those were the events that put me in the, the proper uh, Spokane. In the right. proper Spokane. In yeah. the proper one. Yeah. Yeah. Not in the end. <laughs> not, in not out right there. Now. Not out no. there. Plus, my no. goodness, it's such beautiful. I mean, I think, it's, is, yeah. is there a better time of year to be here? You I, know, I, there's I, not. It's so beautiful. The clouds, the trees. It's yeah. just a yeah. very yeah. beautiful it, part it, of town. It's very North Chilier side, but yes, fall is the best place to come. Kind of like Northern Exposure. It reminds me a little bit of that. Show Northern oh, <laughs> right? They were just, yeah. a, you know, a few yeah. hundred miles to yeah. the east you know. of us. They were right over there in Vancouver. Were, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And Vancouver is beautiful too. That's well, fantastic. you mentioned one thing that we want to touch base yes. on. Yeah, which, which is, is earlier this week. The the U equals U. Yeah. So can we talk about U equals U? Let's do that. Um, because earlier, well, so right now yeah. we're in September and. Right. We have known in the yeah. HIV community, we have had the science and, right. and the data to show that if a person living with HIV is undetectable, meaning they have a viral load of 200 copies or below, mm-hmm. right. if they are able to suppress their viral load for six months or longer, they are humanly incapable of transmitting HIV to other individuals. Mm-hmm. We've known that for a while. The science has told us that for a while, and that science has been replicated and validated, most notably a year ago in what was called the partner study. What we didn't have until September um, 20th, I forgot what day it was, 23rd <laughs> or 5th, the end of September, what we didn't have was the Center for Disease Control mm-hmm. agreeing right. and validating right. the science. They were dragging their feet. I sure. can't say why. I don't know why. Yeah, right. um, but they were very unwilling to share the facts and the science behind these innovations until this week, right. until September. And now they have announced and they took out a major press right. release, and I think it's going to get a lot more coverage, I hope. Sure. That somebody undetectable cannot transmit HIV. I cannot even begin to tell you how big, what a major um, revelation this is. And in the 26 years I've been working in this field, how this changes the game. Completely. Because how important is it? It's so important medically and emotionally and psychologically for someone living with HIV to know they are no, quote, danger to others, whereas most people living with HIV have been told that at some point by their doctors or their caretakers, that you, well, you know, there's still a risk. We don't really know. There's still maybe a little risk. You still have to use condoms, or your partner Mm -hmm. still has to use PrEP, or all of the above. We we can't really be sure that you're not transmittable, and now we know you are not transmittable, and the CDC is finally 
generally speaking yeah. to this. So right. this is really so important. So how does that affect, I mean, obviously that's a very positive reinforcement on gay men's health, especially sexual health. How does that affect how doctors are going to deliver this news then? How does that change the medical side of things? Well, um, and by the way, it's women too. I mean, a lot of women well, sure, with HIV, yes, for them to know absolutely, that they can transmit it to, to right. partners as well. I So in, my, in an ideal world, yeah. if we were living in an ideal world, <laughs> the, the, the CDC has said this, and that means that doctors and nurses and healthcare <laughs> providers would, yeah, would yeah. learn this and, and read this and understand and this and yeah. deliver that message directly to their patients, to their mm-hmm. consumers. That would be the ideal world. Right. Um, I'm skeptical yeah. about that happening, <laughs> and I think what's more likely to happen is the way it's always happened. Yeah. Um, yeah. The activists, the educators will be the ones pushing this. We're going to mm-hmm. keep doing this through agencies, organizations, social media media, Facebook, mm-hmm. um, shows like this. Mm-hmm. We're going to keep pushing this message out and spread it as far and wide as possible. Exactly. That's right. And it's that this information yeah. <laughs> is really going to have to come from friends, community members. And that's why I love what you guys do. And that's why it's incumbent on all of us who are listening to mm-hmm. be the messenger right. because we cannot right. rely on the traditional medical agencies to give us accurate scientific information. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I say that, and I don't mean to sound flippant. It's sad for me to say that, but yeah. it's, it's the way things have played out throughout, right. um, at least in the last five years of HIV prevention. Mm-hmm. The information and in science is coming from consumers and community members, not from the right. providers. Yes, and we I think we forget uh, on so many levels that in a perfect world, like you said, in an ideal world, these mm-hmm. happen, but when human beings get involved in an ideal world, human shit happens. Yeah. Doctors are human, they're going to have right. uh, preconceived notions, biases uh, about that. And one of the things you mentioned, I'm, I'm fascinated by what this will do psychologically, like, mm-hmm. like you said, because typically uh, even our healthcare pro- professionals have given like almost the scarlet letter, you're tainted, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so that's a big emotional weight mm-hmm. to carry with you always to feel like you're seen almost as uh, almost a pariah at times yeah. uh, because of this. And now this giving some freedom to that has got to be hugely impactful. It is moving. Um, early in September, I got to attend a meeting at the USCA, United States Conference on AIDS in Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. where many people living with HIV were able to share their stories with the CDC. And there were CDC right. people there that were listening to this. And it was exactly that. that And, and I, I'm, you know, I've been a therapist for 20-plus years, but I've never really – there was just a way it was said that moved me. And mm-hmm. This idea that when you're told you're infectious, quote unquote, when you're told you are dangerous to your lovers, to your kids, mm-hmm. that, you know, there's still a slight, a slight possibility. Yeah. When you're told you're dirty for long enough, you do start to believe it and it right. messes with your psyche. Totally. And it's hurt people and totally. it's done so much damage. Mm-hmm. So what we're seeing now is the possibility to come back and, and heal from that. That the experience, if you've been living with HIV and been told that you're infectious, to now understand you're not infectious if you're viral load is suppressed for six months, is going to have an impact in a way that I think is going to lead to much healthier, longer lives, much more improved relationships, much better sex, and hopefully much more testing, and if necessarily, treating. Because... If people understand, people who are afraid to get tested for HIV, mm-hmm. and if they understand that all you have to do at this point now in history, if you're HIV positive, take the meds, yeah. they really, really work, yeah. and they'll make it so you are not, quote, dirty or dangerous to other people. 
right. more people will remove the stigma and more people will want to get tested. Exactly. And the more people get tested, if necessarily treated, that's right. how we're going to see these HIV rates continue to come down in this country. Exactly. So that is, um, it's huge. And again, I've been doing this since 1991. I've never, the only other time I felt like we were kind of on the cusp of something this important was in 96 and 97 when the treatment meds came out. Yes. And the treatment meds started saving lives. And when that right. started happening, yeah. the shift in our community um, for people living with HIV and those of us who love people living with mm -hmm. HIV, that it's like, I love my friends and they're not all gonna die anymore. Right. That was the last time I think we had this kind of like profound experience right. of, of removing such sure. a barrier to quality of life. Yeah, yeah. and the, the freedom wow. I would imagine is is amazing oh, yeah. and so now that Peace like you said too. earlier yeah. yeah it is i mean prep is still a thing we have to educate our doctors especially if you're in more conservative areas yeah. like where we are located now that new piece of information that amazingly empowering piece of information of the u equals u yeah. to embrace that together but no it's going to be you know we all need to embody that message and take it and we can't just rely right. on the healthcare right. provider just be right on board right. you know you need to be empowered and know mm -hmm. you know and take that message forward right. we're all mm -hmm. i think we're all given that responsibility yeah and we and can just yeah. as human beings yeah. we can be those warriors that you know bring that message forward Ooh, prep warrior prep, prep warriors warrior. and that's why i use the word consumer very yeah. right. carefully more than patient because patient implies kind of this passive right. relationship from an authority to a passive recipient yeah um and not in a fun way yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um consumer means that if you are consuming health services yeah. that you get choices you get right. options and it also means you have to do some advocating for yourself mm -hmm. and if you are seeing a healthcare provider that cannot or will not give you accurate scientific information right. about prevention and treatment for right. HIV and give you accurate information about how to have the best sex possible, exactly. then that is not the right provider for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and I think and you, if they shame you about it, it yeah, yeah. that's a big thing. And I think that's why you you hit on what is really at the, the heart of a lot of this mm -hmm. not wanting to give this mm -hmm. information forward, or maybe there's some hesitancy, is this idea that you go out and spread and that we talk about on our show is... This idea that sex is not dirty, mm -hmm. sex is not shameful. You know what I mean? That it's something you're allowed. Mm -hmm. right. You're allowed. And but like you said, that's not a conversation that happens in a lot of doctors' offices either. No, it's you know, not. it's part of that permission, right. really, to yourself. Right. Right. Yeah. It's um. There's a a, a researcher in um, New York City named Dr. Uh -huh. Sarit Gulab, okay. and she works with Hunter College. And the first time I heard her speak was about five years ago. And yeah. what she does. Um, with her gay clients right. is ask them what is your ideal sex life yeah before they she gets into anything before she gets into medicines or prevention she asks them that. what is your ideal sex life and the first time I heard her say that I was so yeah. taken aback because I realized that I'm in my 40s I've never been asked that question by a doctor therapist professional no, no one has ever no. ever huh. asked me what I want they've only tried to tell me how to avoid getting HIV and STIs right. yes. I've only been, been told yeah. what to do not what I wanted to do right and that was such a profoundly different paradigm of how you go about healthcare right. and helping people learn how to make better sexual decisions was to begin what is your ideal sex life? What do you want? That's amazing. It, you know, if I, mean, I realized in that moment, I don't think I've ever asked myself that I question. Know. I'm going to do that. And what so, happens well, when we do that with yeah. our with our friends, right. with ourselves, yeah. to say, what right. do you want? What do you like? What do you yeah. enjoy? And if you don't know, how do you find out? Yeah. yeah. And while you're in that discovery process, mm -hmm. how can you continue to, to maintain your health? Yeah. To you know pursue these things in responsible and healthy ways. Absolutely. 
Wow, that's so, a really empowering question to ask yourself and for doctors to, I'm, I'm glad that she's doing that. That's a right. really incredible I feel like I'll be, you guys out. carry on, I'm going to go journal. Yeah, exactly. That is amazing, yeah. but it's also amazing to live in this time when these questions can be asked. Right. Yes, you know? mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's right. been, like, we've lived right. in a state of fear for a very long yeah. time. Uh, and this is a, a freedom. Do yeah. you find, like in coming to communities like ours, which tends in Washington State, we're of course on the eastern towards Idaho. So we're not, people always think Washington, Seattle. Yeah, Seattle's right. beautiful, very progressive. It's beautiful Amazing over here, but place. not yeah. as progressive. Mm-hmm. Right. Definitely conservative. When you right. go to these different places where you give these talks, do you feel a difference in the in the vibes maybe of the room between like you did a talk in Seattle and you do a talk in these conservative areas? Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit. I mean, Spokane does feel more conservative, but I also feel like because of what I do and because of the talk, like the people who went last night were people yeah. that are already pretty open-minded. Right. Right. Um, you know, students or staff or just interested individuals right. who were pretty on board. Like I could be very honest with them about bottoming yeah. and, and yeah. pleasure. And I yeah. didn't think I was really going to shock or shatter anybody's right. illusions. Right. And right. I don't think anyone was freaked yeah. out. <laughs> no. um, I actually enjoy it when I do get a chance to go into a hospital or a clinic or a very conservative area where right. I know that, that there are not. people mm-hmm. um, that are against me or yeah. that protest me being there. Right. Um, this happened once in Connecticut and oh, you know gosh. I was warned like there's yeah. going to be people and they're going to sit in the front row and they they were shooting daggers at me they were but by the end of my talk 30 minutes later ooh, I had them wow. not totally on board but I could right. see the understanding right. in, in their eyes right they were right. listening they were right. understanding the daggers were lessened yeah. right. they right. weren't <laughs> hating me in the message as much like and I love, yeah I love those opportunities <laughs> I love it when I get to do that well, oh I think God. it's hard when they go. First of all, you're very engaging when you do you public are. speaking you and just as a are. person. And I think what it is is fascinating is that you sit there. It's a yeah. lot like the whole process of marriage equality and everything was changing mm-hmm. hearts and minds. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. looking at this guy and they're like, well, he sounds pretty smart and I don't hate him. Yeah. Right. So that yeah, makes yeah. us very so confusing to me. <laughs> a little bit. But yeah. it does. It opens the door, cracks yeah. it a little bit to well, go, even okay, well. It, even if it's information that you don't process right away, in the back of the head, it, the gears are always turning. And yeah. when you notice something, you're going to correlate those yeah. together. So I think it's good to get even even a message out, even if it's not received. Yeah. yeah. You know? And we make that for anybody that we don't really want to hear or we don't want to like what they have to say. Yeah. We're, we're going to demonize them before. Oh, God, yeah. mm-hmm. And then oh, when God, you yeah. meet them, then you have to justify, you know, this juxtaposition between reality mm-hmm. and what I need this person to be right, so that yeah. I feel better. Yeah. Exactly. And I think that's what's amazing. And that's what is amazing about empowering ourselves and being the people who are or just sharing with your friends or whatever. Because yeah. that's going to make... The change. Now you do way more than just prep. Talks. Yeah, you are. You, even though that's all an amazing part great. of what you do, yeah. uh, you do even way more than than talking to our listeners about their questions about relationships and sex. Uh-huh. One of the things you've started to doing, started doing, and we've talked a little bit on our show in the past about this is this uh, smoking cessation. Yeah. And then, can you talk to us a little about what that? Yeah, people are like, how does that connect? Yeah. Because here's what's really interesting about this. You know, we saw the CDC announced on Valentine's Day this year that Mm -hmm. for the first time in over 20 years, HIV rates dropped significantly in the U.S. They dropped 18% in 2014. And why did that happen? How did we see that happen? 
partly, and this is in the CDC's words, partly because of task treatment as prevention. Yeah. Partly because of prep. Right. Partly because of better testing, more prevention efforts. You put all that together in respectful ways and you treat people like human beings. Yeah, wow. And you see them get no. behind and really enthusiastic right. about prevention right. and then want to take action on it. Consequently, yeah. you see new HIV rates drop. Yeah. So that's great, right? right. That's incredible. That's celebration. That's, that's amazing yeah. stuff. But then I look at the CDC website about smoking, specifically about the GLBT community and yeah. smoking. Mm-hmm. And it's on their website now. There are 30,000, 30,000 LGBT adult identified deaths. These are just the people who identify as LGBT yeah. who die every year from smoking in the U.S. Ooh. Now, the height of the HIV, the AIDS epidemic, it was like 50,000 deaths a year. Oh, yeah. Right. And remember what happened through that. We had ACT UP, we had protests, yeah. we had passion. Yeah. Um, you know, we stormed the FDA. I mean, there was a lot of change. Yeah. And now right. in this country, HIV-related deaths are down to about 12,000 a year. Yeah. Still 12,000 yeah, too many? Too many. Uh, but yes. significantly yeah. down. Mm-hmm. Right. How is it that our community is just so okay or complacent or ignorant about the fact that we have 30,000 of our loved ones who are dying from smoking every year? Yes. And this is where the conversation generally pivots to, well, they, they should, you know, I'm, I'm putting shoulds in quotes, those dirty smokers just need to quit. Right. And if they stop. don't quit, it's their own damn fault. Right. That's the paradigm that right. has been toxifying this yeah. conversation in this country for most yeah. of the last 60 years right. of what we've understood about cigarettes. Right. Now, because there are so many innovations in harm reduction technologies and what we officially call electronic nicotine delivery systems, yeah, right. also known as ENDS, now we have many options between smoking traditional cigarettes and quitting. Yeah, right. Vaping is what it's traditionally referred to, is a way that you can get the nicotine right. without the toxins, without yeah. the carcinogens, right. without the combustible shit going down your throat yes. your lungs. Right. Yeah. And I yeah. think what most people don't <laughs> so realize true. is that the addictive part of cigarette smoking is to the nicotine, yeah. not the yeah. tobacco. Exactly. And I didn't even realize that when I started learning about this last year. Nicotine and tobacco are two different things. Mm-hmm. Nicotine by itself is not really a dangerous drug. I mean, it's like caffeine, it's a stimulant. Yeah, right. yeah. So if you use it a lot, it could do some damage, but right. in small, moderate doses, it doesn't really hurt the body, and it actually has a lot of properties that right. are like antidepressant and anti-anxiety. Right. Yeah. Yes. Right. Um, so what if we just looked at nicotine and how someone could get the nicotine delivered without the combustible toxins, without the tobacco, what do we separate those two things? Mm -hmm. That is what vaping allows us to do. Consequently, it is believed, and this is coming from the the UK and the United Kingdom, vaping is 95% less harmful than smoking. And the reason they say that, the reason they use that figure, is because they say when you decouple nicotine from tobacco, and you take out all the tars and toxins, Mm You're just left with nicotine. Right. Yeah. Now, you still have chemicals in vaping tools. Yeah. You still right. have sure some do. chemicals, which are definitely not good for you. Right, right. exactly. But uh, they're so much less damaging right. than traditional tobacco cigarettes. Right. So I'm like, so what have we learned that from HIV and from yeah. U equals U and from PrEP? And what if we took yeah. those tools and applied them to smoking? Right. Could we see those numbers come down? Right. Could sure. we see the death rates come down in sure. smoking the way we have for HIV? I think we can. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's time for us now that we're doing so well in these other areas to, to yeah. really look at this. Seriously. Why do you think that we approach... Uh, I mean, I'm an extremist as an individual, and Sergey is very—he's uh, very good at seeing things in a balanced way. So he has to kick my ass all the time <laughs> and say, "Okay, you're doing the extreme thing. Let's look at the middle steps of how you get there." Because if you're going to be an extremist, the possibility of 
not accomplishing your goal is is larger oh, yeah. than if you do the steps. Yeah, because it's why? hard to do cold turkey. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's so why is it that some people are still stuck on? Well, just quit. Why? How? Why is it so hard for us psychologically to realize there's steps we can do it, and there's a way, and there's tools, mm-hmm. yeah. and there's tools. Why do you think? Because that I think it's the stigma. Because Ooh. we do have a stigma against smokers in this country, yeah. societally mm-hmm. speaking. It's very different from even 20 right. years ago. But sure. now there's sort of like this dirty yeah. image. Does this yeah. sound familiar? Because this is what we used to do with HIV. I was just right. gonna now say. Now we're doing. Yep. This is where the overlap happens. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Now I'm seeing that with smokers. Right. Um, we have compassion for people living with HIV, but we yeah. don't show that compassion to smokers. Yeah. Um, or we show compassion for people who are addicted to opiates, who might need methadone or suboxone yeah. in order to, to live. Yeah. But we don't show that kind of compassion sure. to people who are addicted to nicotine. Right. So the stigma is right. there. And when we have Absolutely. stigma, it's about blaming the victim. Yeah. You dirty whore, you dirty smoker, if yeah, you would yeah. just stop doing this thing, yeah. um, then I can stop dehumanizing you yeah, and right. you know, I can feel better about myself because I just made you feel bad. Yeah. We do that so insidiously in this society with smokers. Yeah. And and I think we most do. of the time people don't even realize it. Then instead of saying, if you're having a problem, maybe mm-hmm. there's ways that you can take steps towards resolving that problem right. that might actually eventually lead to quitting altogether. Right. Or it may never lead to quitting. But if you were vaping instead of smoking, at least you would like your life would yeah. stay longer and, yeah, right. and you wouldn't you know the people around you right. might want to be around you more because you don't smell like cigarettes all the time right. and right. they're not getting your secondary smoke yep. blown on them right, right. Of so it's like we want to change that conversation yeah. with smoking and remove yeah. the stigma so that we can have these more compassionate respectful right. and empirically based conversations yeah. just like we have done with HIV have you seen that there is any stigma associated with vaping or, or you know any of these alternative ways to get mm-hmm. that nicotine is there the same kind of yeah. stigma that goes and follows you even if you're a tobacco smoker? There is. Yeah. And it's more from the side of the abolitionists, the, the okay. abstinence-based oh, people. Yeah. Oh, and, and what's so sure. interesting for me in this whole thing is that the people I am most disagreeing and butting heads with yeah. are the liberals who I typically would agree with on everything else. Yeah. But I'm sp- you know specifically an, an yeah. example of this is the board of supervisors in San Francisco right now, right. Um, whom I would agree with probably on 99% of their decisions. Right. But they are so vehement against vaping because they think that you should and they use they uh, should quick. your right. only option is abstinence right your yeah, only right. option is abstinence so right. you shouldn't smoke in the first place and if you do yeah. you should quit and that's right. the, that's all you got yeah right. um, they don't recognize the role of vaping in harm reduction and possibly in cessation uh, because right. some people do use vaping to right. stop right. some people do use it as a step it's a process to yeah. quitting altogether right. and right. that is being done yeah. But they don't see it that way. They just see that you can't vape, that it's wrong to vape, it's morally wrong, it's bad. <laughs> right. But you know the hypocrisy is that they're not trying to ban cigarettes. Right. Yeah, right? They're just trying to ban vaping. vaping. Yeah. And so vaping is less harmful. You think it's wrong for people to do it. Mm-hmm. You're saying it because you have to protect gays and lesbians and communities right. of color. Right. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to do that by banning vaping sales. In San Francisco Bay Area, sense, yeah. no, while yeah, allowing right. for the sale of legal cigarettes, yeah. so yeah. that is what right. I'm up against with the Board of San Francisco wow. right now, and That's have bizarre. gone there to te- you know speak to them. Yeah. Um, and ultimately, what it's come down to is that it's going to a voter referendum next May or June. Wow, I had oh, no God. idea. Yeah. So it's so weird for me to be to see that. These people who normally I would agree with on almost every other thing. These are right. people that, yeah. you know, Board of Supervisors yeah. are way ahead for her, um, harm reduction, oh, right. needle yeah. exchange, right. prep. Mm-hmm. I mean, Everything. yes, yeah. we're all on the same page there. Yeah. Why is there a brick wall when it comes to smoking? And the only thing I can figure out is the stigma. Yeah. That's got to be it. And I think it's all, we get stuck in a perspective, I think, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways mm-hmm. to where we can, you know, 
We feel like we're, we've got a healthy life going, but in some way we're going to find something where we're stuck in a perspective. And the, then yeah. for me, it's always my, what if I look at it over here? How do I yeah, feel then? Yeah. Do I feel, and I feel like maybe that they need to just edge over to a different perspective and yeah. see what they think of it. You know, yet step out of your comfort zone of where mm-hmm. you've always been. Mm-hmm. One of the things I want to ask as well, cause it was, uh, you, um, introduced to us quite a while back this concept of harm reduction yeah um and i know now you're going out and speaking about this first of all explain a little bit more about what this concept of harm reduction is Mm -hmm. and then how has it been received as you go out and begin this part of your your speaking well harm reduction is a humane approach Mm -hmm. to helping people live their lives and if they are addicted to drugs to use drugs in a safer way Mm-hmm. And it eschews the, the abstinence model that's so prevalent in the United States, um, the 12-step model, which says that you have to be abstinent, you should right. be abstinent, right. Right. and if you're not, you have to keep working towards it and count your days till you are, et cetera, yep. et cetera, which yep. does work for some people, right. no, but for a lot of people it doesn't. So it began with saying that if people are going to consume mind-altering drugs, mm-hmm. is there a way to help them do that that will preserve the quality and quantity of their lives? Yeah. And so it gets typically talked about in terms of heroin um, or opiate replacements like methadone or suboxone. Mm -hmm, Um, Needle exchange Mm -hmm. is a really great example. Mm -hmm. Um, I think PrEP and now TASP, treatment is prevention, are examples because the whole model used to be condoms only, condoms only, condoms only, um, or abstinence to prevent HIV. That's all we had. Mm -hmm. Now we have these other ways of saying if you really love sexual intimacy that's barrier-free with other people, you can have that and not worry about transmitting or receiving HIV. Exactly. But there's still going to be other things that can be transmitted through condomless sex. So it doesn't eliminate harm. It reduces harm. That's harm reduction. Oh, yeah. You know, if if you are exchanging, if you're involved with needle exchange and you're using that for heroin, there's still Mm -hmm. damage or danger that can be done from heroin. But at least you're going to have safer apparatus so you're not going to get hurt that way. That's harm reduction. It's not harm elimination. And if you think about it, we practice this all the time in daily society. We do this when we wash our hands before we eat a meal. We do this when we wear seatbelts and cars yeah. uh, we practice harm reduction and risk mitigation every single day mm-hmm. yeah so it's not that unusual in in terms of what we are already practicing right but I think that it is a much more humane loving approach mm-hmm. to helping people because it's not it's different from the authoritarian medical model of like well right. I am the expert and I'm telling you what you should do exactly so here's yes. your prescription and go yeah. away exactly it's, it's asking like what dr. Gulab was saying what do you want? What is your ideal sex life? Or what is your ideal drug experience? Or what is your ideal quality right. of life? And can I help you, as someone who cares about you, who's in a healthcare position, mm-hmm. can I help you get more of what you want and reduce the risk involved with something that might be potentially yeah. harmful? It's right. about collaborating. It's right. about not me saying what someone should do, but what are your dreams? What are your goals? Right. What are your values? And can I help you get the things you what? want? What right. a huge right. paradigm shift in yeah. the approach. Absolutely. That, which it blows your mind. Absolutely. I know. It's so crazy because that's going to help you live the longer, healthier, you happier. Know, happier life yes. at the end of the day. Fuller life. Fuller that's life. crazy. It's yeah. Amazing. And if someone is involved in those decisions, yeah. Yeah. they're so much more likely to adhere exactly. to them. Exactly. Which is now what we've seen with PrEP. And mm-hmm. now what we're seeing with you equals right. you and TASP. Yeah. Because right. people will keep doing what they're doing if they feel good about the decisions they're making. Right. Right. Just psychologically, that's how it works. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Damon, you're also... That, the, there's so many things that you do. I it's love incredible. It. I don't know how you have time for it all. 
You're also writing a book. Oh my god. Yeah. So in the beginning excited. stages. In the beginning stages. The beginning right. Stages. You have a deadline and you have a th- idea. I have a deadline. Let's it's hear huge. it. Um, so I love writing. Yes. Um, well, I kind of hate writing, but I love writing. But you're good. <laughs> so you're good. So yeah. It, I love it, it and hate out. it at the same time. Um, but the, the the thing that I'm working on um, that I think is really important to mm. me is is tentatively titled the the joy of gay aging. Okay. I love and, that title. And yeah. I like it because we don't yeah. never we don't the joy of something is something that we're used to hearing, but yeah. we don't generally associate aging with joy. Ever. Um, Ever. At forty six years old, I am finding that aging can be a process. Mm-hmm. That allows for more choices and liberation and options yeah. than ever before, right. um, especially now with prep and task yeah, and, and things totally. that I could never do 20 years totally. ago. I could do now, and not only can I do them with biomedical protection, but mm-hmm. I can do them psychologically right. with yeah. more freedom and confidence than I've ever had. Right. And yes, getting older might mean physical limitations in some sure. regard, but emotionally and psychologically and spiritually, it can lead to abundance if sure. we know how to do it. Sure. Right. So I'm in this process of learning about it, and I'm putting these ideas down into paper that's going to help our community, specifically gay and bisexual men, yeah. to age up as we get older and face some of these fears together. We have never really been in this position before to be part of a cohort or you know a group, of a similar yeah. age group, right. where we have enjoyed social acceptance more than previous generations, yep. medical Absolutely. advancements, legal protections. Mm-hmm. Right. Those are all really great things. Right. But emotionally, what I'm hearing from friends and clients is that there is still so much fear, trepidation, mm-hmm. anxiety about Even being shame. alone, about being obsolete, about yep. being, you know, no good, not valuable, not meaningful. Yeah. Yeah. And I think if we create a real framework for embracing power, purpose, and pleasure right. as yeah. we age up, then I think this aging thing is going to be amazing. And it can and be. And I think it That's can be. And I think it will be. About it. Right, yeah. I think we're going to do it. Empower your yeah. aging. Yeah. Well, and yeah. I think you say you hear from about it from your clients and stuff. I think that's the thing is that because we've never had that example or a place to go or a book to read or anything like that, it's very easily to feel isolated. You know, plus it's something aging and in any community, but in the gay community, there's some shame that right. goes along right. with it because you're not new anymore. You're not all of these things. And so you don't feel, that's why so many... I think so many of us chase the the young dream again. You know, I mean, I have never celebrated my birthday except for the last two years. And it's beautiful to celebrate it, but I remember wanting to hide from it because it meant one more year gone, one more year. And I know there's other gay men that felt the same way as we get older. And what an amazing conversation that we haven't had. And so we've let ourselves isolate and feel it alone. And this is how we have a chance to have a rewarding all the way through life. Right. You know, why we not can celebrate it? And it's so everything you're saying is accurate and, and so common in my experience as well, that, that we are embarrassed to say our age or embarrassed mm-hmm. about celebrating birthdays. Mm-hmm. And it's so ironic, given that, you know, a lot of us survive AIDS and, yeah. and you yeah. know, got through it and, and saw a lot of our friends who didn't get through it. And yeah. so that we would age up now with that afraid, with that fear and trepidation, yeah. it almost feels like a slap in the face right. of the friends that I lost yeah. not to celebrate. Um, yeah. Because I knew that they would change places with me. They would yeah. be here if they could. And it feels right. like an insult right. to them right. not to be grateful that and I'm still here it all. and to yeah. really keep you know, like right. being out there and celebrating as much as we can. That's a you know? really, really good perspective. Yeah. I've never considered it that way. That's that's awesome. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's like honor an, someone. another good way to have a conversation to for generations to begin to respect each other. Yes. I think they're not only do older gay men feel like or some of them feel like, oh, the younger generation doesn't like, but there's a 
a same disrespect that can happen between the an older generation and the younger generation. Yes. And I think it would be a nice yeah. way to just appreciate each other. Right. And yes. you know what I mean? And to cherish and just be okay to coexist. That's a beautiful thing. You know? I mean, I, I will admit as... Uh, so I just turned 42. Yay! I know. Exciting. Uh, I will 42. admit that it's... Gr I hang out Yay! with like, this guy over here <laughs> who's younger than me. And uh -huh. I learn so much because yeah. of that age difference. But uh -huh. I also find those moments where I do not need to discount my friend in any way because he's younger than I. Yes. But I think it, it's that conversation. It's that give and take. And his and I, my relationship teaches us that constantly. And so what a beautiful way to start that that uh, conversation on a wider level. You right. know, there's a YouTube video yeah. about uh, interviewing older gay men and younger gay men. Mm -hmm. And it's talking about why we have these issues. I think it's beautiful when we can... Talk you know, about it. Yeah, yeah, clear it out and yeah. let it be celebrate each other. Right. And respect yeah. diversity. Yes. Yeah. You know, exactly. that that I'm different, you're different. And there's right. so yeah. many ways that we are different, right. but there's yes. also a lot of things we do have common ground on. Exactly. Yes. And exactly. we can celebrate that. Yeah, I, I always wondered, I never understood the idealization of youth. Right. Because for me personally, I never eroticized youth. I don't. Yeah. I've always gone for like much older guys. <laughs> right. And I always valued older guys, and especially I always was a little curious about people who did survive the the actual trauma of HIV right. and AIDS and how right. they got through that. So there was always this attraction, yeah, emotionally and physically, to older men. Yeah. And so to me, that was always I didn't necessarily, and I was I would never want to be younger. I mean, I was always you know right. much more anxious and freaked out and scared <laughs> yeah. when I was younger than right. I am now. Right. But now I'm kind of that older guy yeah for like some guys in their 20s <laughs> yeah. oh yeah and it's really interesting and but it's rewarding <laughs> yeah in a way yeah. because i really do enjoy like right. you know hanging out with guys in their 20s yeah. and yeah. you know a lot of them like to fuck old guys so yeah you know, that's, it's true that's it's very good true for me, statement you know uh -huh. and yeah. that works yeah and i mean but i i do really find it encouraging and i i don't feel like there's this I don't stereotype any generation, older or younger, right. as, well, that generation's this. You know, the old yeah. people are like this, the young people are like this. Right. I think we really get into trouble when we do that. The millennials, quote that, unquote, right. yes. they're right. all like that this. No, yeah, no exactly. group is all like anything. No. Yeah, you can't and if you approach somebody right. like they're a stereotype, right. yeah. they're going to probably react to you like the stereotype and then you've just yeah. created a self-fulfilling right. prophecy of confirming your bias right. we want to get out of that habit in all ways yeah. not just about age right. generations right. but in all ways about right. like not seeing people as categories mm -hmm. and we do this unconsciously to some extent and but I think we, we all end up hurt in that equation yeah. Exactly, I agree, yeah. and I, I work hard on not even, well, I mean, we get asked the question all the time about how we're so close, and I don't pay attention to the number. Right. That just has never been a thing. Right. I pay attention to the person. Yeah. Now, given, sometimes you have to work harder at that with certain people, but, you know, because <laughs> you, you get stuck in that again, but that's mm -hmm. really what it is. Everybody's just on a different part of the journey. Yeah. There's right. not a number associated right, exactly. with it, exactly. you know? And there's people I can't stand to my own age. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. right. That's, that's so true. not necessarily yeah. exclusive yeah. to yeah. any yeah, age group. Exactly. You know? You just, there's people you can't stand period yeah. right right there it is and if you if you stay tuned we'll give you a list yeah <laughs> <laughs> jonathan and sergey list if you're in spokane yeah. get ready i know the black uh, i know but i'm excited i know it takes with everything you have going on 
to write a book oh on top gosh. of it. I'm so glad you put deadlines on yourself. Yeah. Because otherwise I can't imagine that we would ever see it. Yeah. Now yeah. it's still going to be a few years. Yes. Yeah. But, but this but is coming. the beginning of that process. We'll yes. still have and a show. Be here. We'll yeah. still have a show and we'll yeah. still know you. Yes. And we'll probably be on TV by then. So yes. you can just there you come go. on over. Yes. When, when, when we have the daytime talk show, <laughs> yeah. you know, exactly. morning coffee That's with right. Jonathan and Sergey, I will wake up early to come to the studio and talk about this on your show. It'll be perfect. And it'll be great. And we'll have good makeup people. So I'm yes. ready. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> morning martinis. Yeah. The morning martini. The morning martini. Yeah. Like, are there those two ladies on the Today Show that already like sit there and drink yes. in the morning? Yes. So you could just like take yes, over totally. that. Like, and and their wine so glasses yeah. are like big old fish bowls. It's Kathy Lee and Tova. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's Girl. the right size of a wine glass. If a whole bottle doesn't fit, they it's are not drunk a glass. by nine. Yes. Yeah. Nine a.m. They're oh out of it. Oh my okay. god! It's kind of funny they get away with that. Yeah, they do. <laughs> I mean, listen, we have a whole show about it. So I know. We're, yeah. we're good. What are we talking about here? But this is so exciting for us. We've. Uh, it's nice to see you in person. It's yes. nice to feel the connection yes. even stronger. Meeting you. Yeah. You know what I mean? That yeah. is. That has been amazing. Genuine. Yeah. We'd love to talk about the genuine people mm-hmm. and the not so genuine because that's just how it is and this in this industry that's, that's how true. it is yeah works. lots of non-genuine yes but yes. you know what i find that when you get to know the non-genuine people you know there's still that there's, little there's core. fear there's a oh it's fear right that often right. they put on that facade right. that's really false but that. it's coming from fear it's the fear it's like well if you really knew me you would you wouldn't like me or want to talk true. to me Listen, and my thing is, yeah. they probably, if you knew me, but I don't give a shit, you might not like me. That's my attitude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I Whatever. mean, yeah. I'm a cuddly teddy bear. Yeah. <laughs> a cuddly porcupine. That's what a porcupine? That's a cuddly Why? Porcupine. Are you escaping? <laughs> yes, exactly. If you're escaping, you're like pricking. Right. <laughs> it's true. Listen, listen, it's fun. But oh. I think this is amazing. I think it's going to be a lot of fun uh, for all of our listeners mm-hmm. to get to know you in a different yeah. way because you're here with Thank us. You. And yes. you are doing eight million things. And I can't believe you <laughs> just keep going. It's so I know. It's amazing. It's so, so fascinating. Thank you. So we're going to play Chase Damon around yes. the world. Yes. That's going to be where our in the world is Damon. <laughs> yes, we're today. But this is what we do. We always bring you great interviews. Uh, we will always bring you Damon L. Jacobs as long mm-hmm. as he puts up with us. Yeah, that, we will keep him up. coming back <laughs> up, to you. Uh, this up. is the fun we have. I yes. like it. So yeah. there you go. Until next time. Until next time. Bye. There we go. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> so that was a lot. It a lot of fun. Was a lot of fun. I love Damon. Oh my God. So what's crazy is we mm. because we had mentioned before that we got to so Damon flew in because we were. Right. Emceeing right. AIDS Walk in Spokane, right. and he was gonna give a, a, a talk that night right, and talk prep. at AIDS yeah. Walk so about prep. Whole, this whole thing, yeah, which we he's talk been, about all the time. Yeah. And it's he was the thing. man yeah. who introduced us. Right. You know, we had him on the show right. a few right. years ago to talk about it. Um, so he comes down. This mm-hmm. is my favorite moment. Mm-hmm. We we've known Damon for a while, even though we've never yes, met him. We've never met him. over the phone. We've known him yeah, through emails. And, very, you know, yeah. So you don't know, but I'll say we're in the park. Yeah. You know, getting ready to go on the mics and stuff, and I see. Across the way, yeah. Damon walking Familiar face. towards us, and out of nowhere, we just go running towards each other like a movie. <gasps> and hug, like a and movie. it was—it was just like we had. And the whole weekend, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Oh, the whole time he was so nice. He was the most lovely person. He was. He went out for my birthday, so we were he all did. out. He's ah, great. He totally did. I loved cuddling with him. He's yeah. the greatest hugger He's just and such cuddler. A nice guy. Yeah. Anyway, so he was amazing, and as you got a good feel there, what's fun about the yeah. interview is that we kind of got a relaxed version. We did because we typically do questions, right, right, right. which is great, and we love doing that. We will keep questions. doing that. Yeah, but it was nice to, and it was kind of a uh, very um, like a special session with 
It like was. a night out with Damon. And here's the thing. We got to do it twice. twice. So like there's another sex. one coming. Like good sex, it happens twice. twice. Like good sex. Yeah, and it's and it was a more yes. casual <laughs> atmosphere. So it was casual it'll be fun sex. to put that later. Yeah. This was a was great. Yeah, filmed. it was casual yeah, sex. It was not pre-scripted. Yes, so. this one was more like lots of you know play. lots of yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was it was so much fun. Finish at your own leisure. Yes, yes. I've never said that to anyone before, no. but now I will. So yeah, Finish uh, my at favorite. My <laughs> Everyone finishes out their own leisure. Right. Like, just go whenever you want. Exactly. Um, my favorite thing about Damon. Oh God, what was I gonna say? Oh, oh, oh! I totally forgot. Well, that oh, was sex noises. I, hmm. Mm. I hope. Oh. I hope it's oh. not. I totally oh. forgot. I hope that's not part of it. Yeah. But yes. Yeah. Right. I totally. No, forgot. he's so sweet and he's so nice. He's tiny. He's a he lot smaller is, than I expected. He was just like. He was, he I was like, is, what? He is this petite, yeah. yummy morsel of like, a man. I don't mean like like short. He's not short. He's just, he's just, he's just very, very – Yeah, he's very yeah. compact. He's he like, is. Ooh. He's older than I am, and he has the body of a 20-year-old. Yeah. I, I yeah. When we learned that, I was like, what? I was in shock. Mm-hmm. First of all, the man is absolutely yeah. brilliant. He's amazing. Love him, but I noticed that about all people that we interview on our show. When we meet them in real life, they're smaller. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Something yeah, they shrinks are. them. Maybe. Does that mean mm. I'm going to shrink as <gasps> we get more famous? Boom. I just get the more, more tiny? people you meet, the tinier oh, you get. Oh, I like this. Shoot. Pretty soon as we have a pocket as, Jonathan. Exactly. As you long as everything else stays the way how it is, I'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. All right. All right. All right. That's Let's not get cocky here. Well, uh, very specifically you know, chosen words. I was just going to say yeah. cocky. Very intentional oh, there. Wow. Cocky. Um, all right. Well, I guess that's it. I mean, I don't I know. I it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I, if you guys are in Spokane, we'll see you tomorrow at the uh, Odyssey Masquerade. Yes. It's um, down at Nine Bar and Bistro. Nine Bar so Bistro. make sure you go down there. Mm-hmm. Tickets and are only $35. Just, so that's yeah, that's great. it. We're going to have a lot of fun. Yeah. So keep up with the boys, as always, because we are, now, especially, we have tons of things happening. We do. Every week. All the time. So do it. And of course, you know, tune in because we'll keep you. That's right. You can always find us on our uh, website, jonathanandsergey.com. Mm-hmm. Or you can find us on social medias. We're on Instagram, which is a whole lot of fun. Woo-hoo. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. You name it. We're on it. Just look for Jonathan and Sergey. And that's where we'll be. So until next time. Bye, bitch. Bye. The Martini Lounge is made possible by... Insert your name here. And also... We're looking for ads. And don't forget, you can display your business right here. The Martini Lounge can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter under Jonathan and Sergey. And also our website, jonathanandsergey.com. Until next time, all you cool cats. <laughs>